Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio with us today. Now, don't forget, spring break is upon us. Many of you are kicking it off today, and there is plenty of time to still get out and enjoy something fun. So go ahead and go to visitmississippi.org to find out a little more. And if you are not driving and you would like to tune in to what we're doing here on Good Things via video, you can over at supertalk.fm slash watch. You will see that I'm not alone in the studio this afternoon. I have with me a familiar face to many of you, uh, Brittany Wagner. She was featured on the Netflix docuseries Last Chance You for two seasons. She was the academic support counselor for the football players there at East Mississippi Community College. And she coined the phrase, do you have a pencil? We're going to learn that and what life is like now after East Mississippi. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. And in fact, you've been on the calendar for quite some time now because we were waiting for the opportunity to get you in studio. So I want to start with what has brought you back to uh, Mississippi. You, um, you've spent some time in Clinton here recently and from from what I can tell, you were inducted into the Walk of Honor in that city. So what's that experience yes. like? Well, I grew up in Clinton my whole life. Moved there when I was four. Didn't leave until, obviously, until I graduated from Clinton High School in 1996. And Clinton has this one-mile trail um, that's called the Walk of Honor where they induct people that have lived in Clinton or that were born in Clinton, raised in Clinton, that have done um, great things within maybe the state nation or internationally and so i had the honor of being inducted into that group yesterday got a plaque on that walk of honor and um you know of all the recognitions i've received that one's pretty special because it's people that actually know you know the real you (laughs) and still like me so (laughs) that's good um but it's just neat to you know to go and and then know that that plaque will be there forever and ever and people way behind me will walk through there and and realize that that's where I was raised and grew up and to know that your your own community is proud of you and the work that you've done is it just hits differently it's just special and I had an amazing group of people show up for me yesterday friends drove in from all over Um, I had some old teachers and coaches there and it was just a really my old childhood neighbor who I hadn't seen in a decade probably showed up yesterday too so it was just a really fun day and um, very special honor well congratulations for that Um, and you mentioned you know that you lived in Clinton before everyone knew your name absolutely (laughs) (laughs) you're just a Mississippi girl like everybody else and you actually chose the career as a school counselor, not as you didn't have some five or 10 year plan that you would end up on a Netflix series. Right. So just like anyone else who's trying to figure out how they're going to make their mark or leave, you know, do meaningful work, you chose a school counselor. So I'm curious what actually led you to that field to, to begin with. 
honestly, it's not some great story. And I think that, that that in and of itself makes it great because there's so much pressure on college students and young people, I feel like, these days to know exactly what they want to do with their life. And I think I, I, you know, I kind of think that's a lie. I did not know at all what I wanted to do with my life. I was a junior in college and was still like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I mean when I grow up. I have no idea. <laughs> And I honestly, I, f- I flipped through, through the catalog at Mississippi State University, and I knew what classes interest me. So I, st- I stopped looking at the titles of majors, and I started looking at the class descriptions and, and where I gravitated towards. And I noticed that all the classes I wanted to take were in the sports industry um, area. And so I flipped through the catalog. I found the, ma- the, the classes that appealed to me, and I found the major with the least amount of math. <laughs> because I'm not a math-minded person. And that's where I ended up, which actually was sport communication. Um, so then I thought I was going to be Erin Andrews, although I don't even know that she was born yet at the time. Um, and and then I got the neat little lesson from my father that ESPN was located in Connecticut. And, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, what? I, I don't want to leave. I have to move to Connecticut? No, thank you. So I went to get my master's degree, and it was in my getting my master's degree in sport administration where I got an, a graduate assistantship with the athletic academic office, and I had, there was a very strong female Ann Carr who was um, the football counselor at Mississippi State at the time under Jackie Sherrill, and I was kind of her her little mini me. I, I followed her around and did what she told me to do, and it was in that moment that I realized like this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and so. I was, I was, you know, a junior in college or, or in graduate school before it really hit me exactly what I wanted to do with my life. So, you know, I t- always tell that story to young people to say that, look, you're not a failure. You're not an idiot. If you, if you don't know at 5, 10, 15, even 20, even 25, exactly what your path is. Yeah. I think you, you find your passions and you, and you go and for then it and then, then it figure it out. It. Absolutely. I can, I can remember being a freshman at Southern Miss and having to pick a major and I was like, well, I like shopping. I will be a buyer for Sex Fifth Avenue. <laughs> Market, you know. Yeah, marketing. And then I got into my first business law class and ran like heck out of there. I was like, this is not for me. Ended up being a nutrition major, which is funny because I had dreams of being uh, a dietitian for the Olympics. And then I found oh. out that they all worked in Colorado. And I was like, well, I can't leave my mama. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, you know, so anyway, it's just, it's funny where yeah. you, you feel like you want to go, but then you don't realize something. Sometimes the sacrifices, but then the world just sort of sends you in a different route. And look at me now. I'm talking to you here exactly. <laughs> on good things. Um, exactly. But I want to get back to the support counselor part because I think one cool part of the docuseries, Last Chance You, was to shine light on your role that I feel like um, a lot of parents or athletes or just uh, fans in, of sports in general don't realize that there is a support counselor, a part of the teams there. So give us a little background. You know, long before the cameras came, you were at at, uh, you know, East Mississippi for six years, right? Eight years. You were there eight yeah. years before, yeah. so ten total. I mean, what was your day-to-day sort of job title or duties like as the support counselor? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I've was i been at all levels. I was at Mississippi State as an, as an athletic academic counselor, too, and then I spent some time at Jacksonville State in, in Alabama and then, and then East Mississippi. And, you know, it is funny. I think last chance you kind of really shined a light on the fact that that job existed. And I think it, there are a lot of young people reaching out to me saying, hey, I want to do this. You know, how do I do this? 
um, which I think is a super cool part of the show that most people don't even realize happened. But day-to-day, an athletic academic counselor, I mean, you're making sure that these athletes are taking the classroom part of the student-athlete seriously, which is really hard because a lot of them, if, if we're being honest, aren't there to actually do the classroom part. That's the that's what they have to do to get the to get to be on the field. But they're there to play their sport. That's right. their passion. And so you're really trying to motivate them and inspire them to be more than an athlete and to really prove to them that look, you can do. You know, you are smart and you can do this. And this is important. So it's there. You know, there's a lot of um, motivating and inspiring. There's also can be some handholding and some teaching them how to succeed in that environment because there are a lot of young people. I feel like that aren't prepared academically to, to, to do the things that we expect them to do the way that we expect them to do it. And, and so there was a lot of kind of backing up and, and really teaching them the basics of how to succeed in that environment. Um, you know, I, I have the saying that academic issues are usually not about academics. Behavior issues are usually not about behavior. There's something else going on in their life that, it, and that's the kind of their acting out mentality. Um, and so there was a lot of psychology involved in trying to figure out like, okay, why, you know, why are you acting this way? And what's really going on in your life um, in order to solve the problem? Because if you treat the symptom and not the issue, then you're not ever really solving the problem. You're band-aiding it and not really helping that athlete. So I, I listened to one of your interviews, Brittany, that's on your social media uh, feed. I think it was a uh, a conference Zoom type call. Anyway, the the person asked you why you or, or asked you a question about the advice you would give to a student athlete and a parent. And we'll get to that part later. But I want to jump straight to the part where you talked about why you got into college uh, as a college counselor and not necessarily into the high school sort of you know area of athletics. And it has a lot to do with parents. What was your response? I didn't want to deal with them. <laughs> I know I love no, I love that because because I think a lot of parents, particularly as your children start to age into college, you need to land the helicopter. Like yeah. you got to do it. And so many of us that have children who may aspire to sports, we feel like we're we we do extra for them so they could focus on their potential. Right. In their field. But then if they don't know how to wash their dead gum clothes or, you know, yeah. grocery shop for more than just chips and soda, have we really done them a disservice? Right. Yeah. And I think we mean well. I'm a parent. I mean well, but I'm not always making the right decision. But, you know, I think I, I've tried really hard with my own daughter to step back and say, you know, I can I can make her a to-do list and I can sit here and I can plan out at what time she's going to do her homework and how she's going to do it. And but in doing that, am I really helping her to 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 be successful when I'm not around? Am I helping her to understand that it's important? Her education is important to her because it being important to me doesn't matter. It needs to be important to her. And, you know, and so if she if she does her homework, great. If she doesn't do her homework then she's going to suffer the consequences. And hopefully that's important to her. And hopefully that will teach her a lesson and she'll be successful for having learned that lesson. I think there's a lot of parents who, you know, we want our kids to be successful, so we do everything for them. And that's not helpful. And in the long run, we're hurting them big time. But we can also set them up for su- success and ask them, do you have a pencil? And we'll learn out behind that and more coming up <laughs> next with Brittany Wagner. Yeah. 
COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein with a special invitation. If you're getting married soon, I want to personally invite you to Juniker's Annual Wedding Ring Festival. It's Friday and Saturday, March 12th and 13th. Come shop the largest selection in the state of diamond engagement rings and the ultimate wedding bands by our top designers. They'll be in our store with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and groom. Plus, our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against any engagement ring. Buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juniker's Wedding Ring Festival and enjoy free engraving inside your rings free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges plus enjoy 12 months no interest financing for qualified buyers this is the weekend made for love juniker jewelry company's annual wedding ring festival it's friday and saturday march 12th and 13th this is the weekend to buy your wedding rings juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. It's the open house event of the year at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service on Old Fannin Road in Flowood. For just two days, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th, the entire staff at RJ's will be profiling every boat and inventory to the public. Special incentives will be offered on select models in stock for just two days. Factory reps will also be on hand to answer any of your questions. RJ sells top-of-the-line boat brands like Skeeter Performance Fishing Boats, Bennington Luxury Pontoon Boats, G3, War Eagle, and Express Aluminum Fishing Boats. All the brands that RJ's carries are powered by Yamaha Outboards. From the ultra-portable Yamaha F2.5 to the mighty Yamaha F425 XTO, you won't find a better outboard on the market. Also on site will be reps from Humminbird Depth Finders and Mencota Trolling Motors. Don't forget to drop in before or during the event to register for a chance to win a G3 boat with a Yamaha Outboard package. Drawing held on Saturday, RJ's Outboards Annual Open House, Friday, March 12th and Saturday, March 13th, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reds. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make the Tennessee River Things wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi. There's plenty of unique places to visit on your spring break week. 
So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And we're learning more behind Brittany Wagner. You may know the name from the Netflix docuseries Last Chance You. She's also the founder of 10,000 Pencils and Beyond. So, Brittany, we're getting a little bit of a background into just what a support counselor for an athletic uh, department even does. I assume the larger the school, the more specific you may have a counselor just for football, just for uh, specific sports. But when you came to uh, East Mississippi Community College, did you get the whole academic, like, whole I mean, the whole (laughs) academic, excuse me, the whole um, athletic department, the whole shebang? I did. I had 200 athletes to one person, which is a pretty large ratio. you're supposed to now help them navigate (laughs) how to, you know, life and best sort of not drop the ball here with their, but still have their dreams and find the balance. And that had to be kind of crazy. It was, it was nuts and it was a lot. Um, You know, I came from Mississippi State where, yes, you had two counselors that worked just with football, one counselor that just did basketball. You know, you had a, a lot, a lot fewer student athletes that you were worried about. And then I, I go into the role at East Mississippi, and they're like, okay, here's all 200 of your um, student-athletes. And, that, you know, we had football, men's basketball, and our men's basketball program was super successful, too. Um, women's basketball, baseball, softball. We had rodeo, yes. which is a whole nother. That could have been a show in and of itself, <laughs> our rodeo team. Um, men's golf. So you had a lot of personalities, a lot of different types of students. And you had to really figure out the way to help each team individually because they all had different needs, but then each student athlete individually because they all were different. Well, when you think about, to the mindset of the community college athlete, for the most part, if you think about football and baseball and some of the the ones that the SEC sort of glamorizes a little bit more, maybe not rodeo, um, <laughs> but, but a lot of them find themselves in community college for a few different reasons. Either, either it is grades where you as the academic counselor more than anything have to sort of encourage them to keep that part up or they're not going to make it to the next level or, you know, skill set or whatever it may be. So it's really like a bridge for them between they just left, you know, high school. They're probably wanting to get to a university or the next level. But now they have this opportunity to and I'm sure they feel like I don't want to screw it up. Right. I mean, and then and then you have to help them kind of not. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And you had some, you know, you had some athletes that grades were their issues. You had some that had awesome ACT scores and excellent GPAs and the grades was not the issue. The issue was maybe that they just didn't get that scholarship offer athletically that they wanted and they needed two more years to kind of shine in that spotlight in order to get that opportunity. Or you had some that had no desire they wanted to play at the junior college level because they weren't ready to give the sport up but they really didn't have any desire to play at a four-year school. So they were just coming to the junior college to get two years of a free education and get those core classes out of the way. And then they were moving on to med school or, or you know, whatever their path led. And so you, you did. You had several different groups and paths of students, and you had to just really make sure that you were – you were fostering each group. Everybody didn't have the dream to play, you know, in the NFL or at the next level. And so you couldn't you couldn't lump everybody into that category. And everybody wasn't an academic issue or a behavior issue, um, you know, which I think that was a kind of a misconception of the show, even the name of it, you know, last chance. Well, it wasn't every kid, every athlete at East Mississippi was not on their last chance. You know, that was right. not true. Um, we had some great students and great student athletes that 
you know, we're, we're maximizing the first chance of many chances um, in the line for, of life. For many community college, they may be the first in their family line to ever, uh, yes. ever go to a higher education. Yes. And it's because of their athletic abilities that sort of got their foot in the door with that. And you got your foot in the door with, I guess, all of this sort of fame and notoriety that you now have as your normal every day with the last chance you. It was the last two years of your time there at East Mississippi Community College. So how, what was it like when it came to town i mean you're just <laughs> rock and rolling for eight years doing your thing whatever it may be and then all of a sudden are you just told there will be camera crews following you around like how does that happen pretty much <laughs> we were we we were featured in a gq magazine article and i get the years are all running together maybe in 2014 when we had chad kelly as our quarterback we started to get it, getting some national publicity um at a different level i think and gq magazine came in and did an article on us a feature story and then netflix kind of bought the rights to that story and said hey this is this could be something else and so we were the first original series sports documentary that Netflix did. And we really were the first, period. I mean, now you have all these sports documentaries right. coming out. And we kind of led led that um, with Last Chance You. But, yeah, we I, I remember sitting down and talking to the producers and kind of going over the contract or just what was going to happen in maybe March or April. And then in June, I had a full camera crew in my office. I mean, there was not a lot of time. I had maybe three months to kind of get it together. And how long did the camera crews follow you guys around? It was you and the football coach primarily. Um, and then when they go back to the cutting room floor, I mean, you guys don't know what the episodes are going to be like. No. And there is something <laughs> that's magical about having sort of beginner's luck or nobody has treaded the water before you because you don't know what the heck you're doing. And exactly. you didn't, but you nobody, nobody else did. So you got to be very authentic and just feel a little more sense of, yeah. of comfort because there wasn't anything to, you know, to, to, to bench it up against or benchmark it against. Thank but, goodness we were the first. <laughs> but how long were the cameras with you till they went back to their cutting room floor versus when the season aired? They were there. They got there in June. They started re- recording for summer two a days and that. And then they were there the entire football season. They they left about Christmas. We always were playing in the national championship, fortunately enough. So they would stay through that national championship game, which is in, was in December. And then they would leave. And they would usually come back about February, March to film spring of that next year. And that was signing day. They were always there for signing day in February. So they came back for a couple months in the spring. And then they would go work in L.A. at starting to edit the show and then the show came out in july of every summer so you you really i mean we had you know eight months probably if not more of camera crews being in your office all day every day filming everything and then you don't know like how they're going to spin the story i would be terrified at least for that first season because you know as homegrown mississippians we we tend to be a little bit guarded and defensive with you know the way the rest of the world wants to portray us and you're terrified to know that hollywood's going to take eight months worth of taping and are they only going to narrow it down to the stuff that maybe doesn't show us in the best light or wants to slant us in a certain direction did you guys have any say and maybe what the storylines would be or keeping it, you know, a balance of, you know, positive with maybe some of the rougher times? Or did y'all just, 
what comes out, what comes out. We had no say. Um, now, I did meet with the producers before I agreed to do it. Originally, I did I did not agree to do the show because of that reason. I thought it was going to be a reality TV show, and I thought that we would be made fun of or right. exploited because we were Mississippi, and, you know, people God just love to make fun of us. <laughs> turn it into anything, chew it any way they want to. And I just wasn't, I, don't, I didn't want to sign up for that. So I had met with the producers, and I had watched a lot of shows that, that Greg Whiteley had already produced and kind of saw that he wasn't a reality TV producer. And he assured me that that was not, you know, his end game. And so I trusted him, which might've been a little naive, but I did. And I think, you know, I think for me, I I was naive. I I didn't really analyze and think about what the end result was going to be. I was too naive to even know. Like I I just, I had no idea that anybody would care. I really thought nobody was going to watch this show. And so I just, I didn't even have Netflix at the time. I didn't really even know what Netflix was at the time. I thought it was still the DVD company where you like check the box and mail in the DVDs. And I thought nobody is going to check that box. So who cares? And I think, thank goodness, like thank goodness we were the first season because if we had not been the first season, it it would have been nerve wracking and the pressure, you know, to perform, I think would have been there. Um, I felt none of that because I I just really thought that the, this would be a cute little. It was going to be cute, and whatever. my parents would watch it. And that's my alarm going off to pick my child up from school. Well, I hope you're not late. <laughs> that's how I have to remind myself she's not she's not there, so I'm good. Um, yeah, I just thought no one would watch it, and so let's just be ourselves and see what happens. So a lot of people did watch it. It became kind of an overnight cult classic. People were really interested in it, and um, and, and in positive ways. And one of the positive things that came out of it was your question: Do you have a pencil? Where did that come from? Honestly, that came from just them not having a pencil. I mean, and, you know, it blew up, which I had no idea until I watched the show how many times a day I said that. I just, I was used to making sure that the athletes had pencils, and so I I just didn't know. And then I watched it, and I thought, oh, wow, that's annoying. Like, I say that. Well, they also cut it down. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they're picking it out now. So it kind of became a, a hashtag and a popular phrase. But the reality was that we were 40 miles from the nearest Walmart in Scuba, and most of our athletes, football players at least, didn't have cars, didn't have, you know, money, and they didn't have a pencil. And I could either beat them up for that, or I could just simply hand them a pencil. And I thought, you know, if we want them to be successful in class, the least that we can do is make sure that they have the resources to do so. And so I just would stock up on pencils and I always, you know, made sure that they at least walked into class with a piece of paper and a pencil at the very least. And somehow that translated into 10,000 pencils. Yes. We'll get that and more coming up next with Brittany Wagner. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, and excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. 
At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special x pricing and special x financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The graduation rate has hit an all-time high. Figures released by the Department of Education show the rate at 87.7%, exceeding the national rate of 85%. Additionally, the statewide dropout rate fell to a historic low of 8.8%. The average ACT score for Mississippi juniors was 17.7, with just 10% of students meeting the benchmark score for all four tested subjects. As supply begins to meet demand, thousands of first-dose appointments remain available here in Mississippi. Yesterday, Governor Tate Reeves says the longer those go unfilled, the more likely it is that eligibility could expand. There are appointments available. Go make yourself an appointment. They're situated throughout the state. And if you don't, very, very soon we're going to open up the availability of this vaccine to everyone in the state. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. 
heading to the coast to hit the casinos, or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hard-working men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Across the state of Mississippi, there are plenty of adventures to get into, so why don't you head on over to visitmississippi.org and find out more. We're finding out more about Brittany Wagner. You know her from Last Chance You, the Netflix docuseries that was filmed on the campus of East Mississippi Community College. Um, but Brittany, there was life after Netflix You, or the Last Chance You, excuse me, on Netflix. I saw a headline that when I was doing my show prep that got me tickled because it said, Last Chance You, and then it said, What happened? to East Mississippi's Brittany Wagner. And it was like, <laughs> she didn't get abducted by aliens, right? I mean, you you obviously, you you people fell in love with you, or the character, it's not a character, it was you on the, on the docuseries. And then after two seasons, you know, life, you know, obviously, I guess, went in a different direction. So what was it like for you to make the decision to leave East Mississippi? It was an extremely hard decision. I mean, I, I did not take that decision lightly. Um, first of all, you know, as a single mom, it was a steady paycheck and benefits and a surefire thing. And so that's hard to walk away from and to have the belief in yourself that you're going to be able to make a living off of your own name and your own work is brave and hard for anybody or it was for me anyway. So that there was that. But but I also I felt like there was nothing else I, for me to do there. I just, I felt like I had done all that there was I could do. You know, we had won four national championships. We had been on this successful Netflix show. We had, you know, I had gotten 200 plus athletes, you know, or we, not just me, we had gotten 200 plus athletes to the next level. I mean, I just felt like I had kind of maxed out all efforts at East Mississippi. And, um, and I, I also felt guilty because I felt like I had been, I talked, talked this talk to the athletes of, you know, going for it and being brave and go for your dreams and, you know, don't be afraid to take the, the leap of faith. And then here I was with this new film platform given to me by Netflix and I was sitting back, you know, contemplating like, do I just stay in this comfort zone or do I 
go for this and try to branch out on my own. And um, I knew that I had a much bigger platform than just the athletes that were being brought to me at East Mississippi. And um, but it was scary. And, and and actually, there's a scene in the show that that I think is was was the truth. And it was uh, one of our football players, Jay Johnson, who was standing in front of my desk. And he said, look, you always tell us to go for our dreams and to, to, to go for it and to believe in ourselves. And now it's your turn. It's your turn to believe in yourself. It's your turn to go for it. And I, I think, you know, it was really the athletes standing behind me and going, you know, Miss Wagner, go. Like, go do this. Um, that really kind of put me over the edge. And so. So you founded 10,000 pencils. I did. It's a lot of wood. That, that <laughs> is, and, and, you know, I a have lot of racers. 4,000 pencils in my house in Birmingham, Alabama right now that have been mailed to me from all over the world. So, so what's the what's the mission behind that or the purpose behind the 10,000? The 10,000 pencils, the name of the company actually came from Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, where he talks about 10,000 hours of effort and how if you quit on, you know, 9,999, you're, you're just shy of when the table's going to turn for you. And so I, I took that and thought, you know, 10,000 pencils, I I just keep, keep handing them out, you know, and the magic's going to happen eventually. I won't change every life. I won't impact every person, but I'm just going to keep marching toward the 10,000. And, and and hope you know that the miracle happens at some point, and so that's really where the where the where the title of the company came from was just keep going, keep putting the next foot forward. And until COVID, you were going, 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 uh, doing a lot of uh, speaking engagements and consulting with schools. I'm sure athletic departments and athletes. What was your main message, or what is still in just a different format now post COVID? But what is your main message when you go to talk to teachers or talk to you know athletes, um, you know that may that may have never heard that kind of encouragement before? Like, what is your mission or your message? Yeah, I think it's different for both groups. Um, for the teachers and, and leaders, I do corporate events now, too. So the message is the same. I, I just spoke to Enron out of Jackson, Mississippi, not too long ago. Um, but that, you know, that message to the adults is really how to motivate and inspire the people that you are called to motivate and inspire. If it's a teacher, if it's your students, if you're a business person, it's the, you know, the people that work under you or maybe your clients. But how to do that through relationships rather than statistics. I think we're such a statistic-minded society now and it's data 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 and we do things based on numbers and we forget the human interest aspect of who we're dealing with and when you're always operating off of a number you're losing the part of of, that a computer can't do (laughs) and that's feelings emotions empathy um, understanding a, a human being and what makes them tick and so my message is really reminding people that look we're all human beings and we're all a product of our experiences and if you can stop and look at the person in front of you that you're trying to motivate or inspire and and know them you have a much bigger chance of of getting the return on investment rather than looking at it as a return on investment. Um, you know, you have a much better opportunity to impact their life, which then will impact your own life um, if you will look at it that way. So the, the speech to the adults is really that's the message there is do this through relationships, not statistics. The message to the students is, look, believe in yourself, you know, and and. I use the pencil as a metaphor in life for the students, but it's it's really in believing in yourself and and releasing the labels that society places on you, which then tell you what you can and cannot do um, and going for it and understanding that mistakes are going to be made along the way. 
And that's okay. It doesn't define you. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It means you're a human being and you you erase the mistakes, you you blow them off, you fix them and you move on. Um, And that's really the message to the students is just one of belief and hope and inspiration um, using the show, obviously, and the athletes that are in the show that are loved by everybody to kind of portray that message. Which I know you too, you've wrapped that message up into a book, which will be coming out in September. But, you know, we we could spend so many hours hours here on Good Things, talking about all the good stories that came out of your relationships that you built with these students. I mean, take the eight years prior to the last chance you or the 10 or 20 students that everyone feels like they know now because of the show. There were hundreds that came through oh, yeah. your office or within that program before that that are success stories in when everyone from administration to the coaching staff to the team to the counselor all give sort of like a positive support can be the first to graduate college can actually go on and get a degree or a job and something else, even if their dreams were to go to the NFL or not. Um, so how, what's your book going to be about? My book is called um, Next Chance You, which there will be a cover reveal maybe tonight on my social media, um, I hope. So the book comes out in September, and it is, it's tools and tricks to really bringing your A game to life. And it really focuses on the fact that I don't, I don't really believe at my core that anybody's on their last chance. I think that's a facade and kind of a cop out. I think we're all operating on our next chance, all of us. Um, you know, we wake up every day with a new opportunity to be our best self. And that's what the book is about, is really waking up and and, and putting the habits in place, making the decisions to for every single day to be your best self. And, and if you mess it up today, then guess what? You get your next chance tomorrow. And that's really what the book is about. It's it's telling the stories of the athletes that I've worked with. And, and I give a lot of my own personal examples because I'm a human being, too, and I'm not anywhere near close to perfect. Um, I, I give my own examples and examples of the athletes and talking about, you know, how we can all maximize our next chance to be our best self. And I don't know who coined the phrase or said it, but it's like all you got to do is make the next best choice. Absolutely. It's because, yes. you know, and do the and next right thing, do the next right thing. And um, well, with student athletes, when you think about it and now with with them being sort of in a fishbowl with social media and every everything that they do at the age of 16, 17, 18 or into their college years. Good Lord, I would I'm so so glad there wasn't a, you know, a, a, a looking glass on me or, yeah, or yeah. sort of starting to break down every decision because, yeah, you, you are going to mess up and it is what you do next with it that will, will matter most. And I think that's a message that no matter where you're at today, listening to good things, you can use that. Yes. Even if, you know, I think it'll be a great book for, for athletes. I'd also think it'll be a fantastic book for people that are making a career change, for people that have just gone through a, a divorce or a relationship um, breakup. It's, you know, for all of us or or people that are just in a funk, which I think a lot of us are having gone through 2020. You know, we're kind of in this depressive, you know, funk. And, it, and it's that book that says you are if you decide to be. But if you decide not to be, yeah. you know, you don't have to be. And it's that book that kind of pulls you out of that hole and gets you moving towards um, being your best self. And look, when we're all our best selves, 
you know, the world's a better place, one person at a time. Right. And when you can just focus on making that next best choice or that next, uh, you know, doing the next right thing, then it starts to sort of snowball for you and you can start to pick up a little bit of steam and then you wind up, you know, where you would never thought that you would be 10, 20, however many years down the road. And I'm sure that's a, that's a lot to your own story. And I know you found your way to boxing. I did. I just love this. And we're going to wrap up our conversation with Brittany Wagner coming up next here <laughs> on Good Things. This is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a black label bridge builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the black label bridge builders. Big Pop, a Big Pop gun show, invites you to the Capital City Gun Show Saturday, March 13th, Sunday, March 14th at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple, I-55 South, Exit 88, Elton Road, Exit on the frontage road. There will be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals, all kind of gun accessories. All federal, state, and local laws must apply and COVID safety guidelines must be applied for all of our safety reasons. I-55 South, exit 88 at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. See y'all this weekend. This is the closing agro market report. It's closed in our cotton exchange. May cotton was up 313 to 88.35. July cotton was up 315 to 89.20. To close the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were up three and three quarters to 14.13 and a half per bushel. July soybeans were up five and a half to 14.01 and a half per bushel. May corn was up four and a half to 5.38 and a half per bushel. July corn was up four cents to 5.28 and a quarter per bushel. 
At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down 25 to 118.52. June live cattle was up 70 to 119.67. April feeders down 45 to 141.27. May feeders down 42 to 146.40. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 247 points, 32,544. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Winter break is coming to an end for cattle parasites. So start your parasite fight now. With Safeguard Feed Formulations, keeping up that fight is easier than ever. Available in blocks, cubes, pellets, or free choice mineral, Safeguard Feed Formulations are the convenient, labor-saving way to deworm cattle on grass. Simply add it to your current feed and mineral program. No processing, no shoot, no added stress. Remember to consult your veterinarian for assistance in the diagnosis, treatment, and control of parasitism. This season and every season, protect your rice fields with a full suite of herbicides from Valent USA. With Bolero 8 EC, League, and Regimen herbicides, Valent has an option to help you handle whatever weeds you're facing. Specially formulated to control the toughest weeds, including variety of broadleaf, sedge, grass, and aquatic weeds, Valent herbicides are proven to help growers start strong and protect their crop every step of the way. Visit valent.com slash rice to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Songwriter coming into good things. I want what do you call the little thing that they run to in the Olympics where they light the, the torch. torch? I need the. T- I feel like I just need a torch and then somewhere to. My dad ran with the torch actually for the Atlanta Olympics. Really? The torch ran through Mississippi and he ran the torch through Jackson. That's a, that would Isn't be a whole amazing? a lot of pressure. I he would. Did I would. He didn't drop it. I would just run <laughs> weeks around my neighborhood holding something heavy. <laughs> because if you let the light if go you out, drop it. Wow. Wow. That's a moment in time for sure. <laughs> he did not drop it. He did not drop it at all. You are keeping the light going in other ways too, Brittany. From your time with Last Chance, you you mentioned a book coming out. You've got so much good things going for you. But one thing I love is the fact that you have found a unique way to stay physically active, but then also still empower women. And you've picked up boxing and not just, oh, how cute, let me take some boxing classes. You are now instructing boxing. So how yeah. how did the boxing come into your life? I don't know, but I'm so glad it did. Um, actually, there's a there was a new boxing gym in Birmingham, Alabama called Battle Republic. It's owned actually by two females that I love. Um, one was a college athlete, played basketball at, at Alabama. And they hit me up on social media and were just like, hey, we know that you're active. You love to work out. Come see what this is about. And I walked in completely clueless and scared out of my mind, actually. It's boxing. They I hit mean, you. I didn't know what was going to happen when I walked in there. And I immediately fell in love. Just, I mean, and honestly, addicted almost. Like, I just, I love it. There's something so empowering about punching a bag 
but, but and then the physical workout in and of itself is incredible. But the mental workout for me, I mean, it was like therapy to just go in there for 45 minutes. The, it's dark and they turn neon lights on and the music's loud and they instruct you on what to do. And you just punch a bag for 45 minutes. It's incredible. Do you ever get to get in the ring with anyone with well, you know, I, teeth guard, head guard, <laughs> elbow no, guards? I'm too vain for that. <laughs> I do not want my face to get smashed in. But I do. T- I'm now coaching at the gym. So I do coach the class. And so I work out with one of the other coaches and we do, he puts a bodysuit on and lets me hit him, which is incredible. You know what? That should be part of marriage therapy. Absolutely. But only one way, because then it would be inappropriate. Yeah. Let me. We have a lot of couples that come in and do it together. Though. Maybe that would be a better, more. And they say it's in lieu of marriage counseling. Polite way to do it. You get your bag. You get your bag. We'll just go through it and just completely get it. Maybe when we leave here, we'll like each other. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be too tired to care. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's well, incredible, though. If you're in Birmingham, check it out. Battle Republic. Well, and I think to just, again, it goes back to all the message with Last Chance You, which you've told to your athletes is just believe in yourself, get out of, remove, I like to remove the labels that uh, society puts on you. And yes, that's with athletes, but you worked with over 200 athletes from football down to the rodeo. And every student that walks onto a campus, it doesn't matter their what they look like, their gender, where they came from, religion, whatever, they're all got different labels, whether it came from their families or from their own communities, and they have the pressure to live up to that. And some of them are very helpful, like you should keep your nose clean and make good grades or whatever it may be. But then others can be very hindering, like you're a girl, you shouldn't do boxing or you're You're from Mississippi or, (laughs) you know, or it's, um, you know, you are you, you. you aren't the, you're, no one in your family's ever graduated, uh, college before. Right. Why do you think it's going to be you or just what, whatever that sort of just burden that we put on ourselves of, of different labels? I assume that's where the eraser out of them 10,000 erasers Absolutely. sort of come Absolutely. into. I think a lot of times, you know, there are labels that you live up to, but there are a lot of labels that we live down to. You know, I think gender is one of them. Race is one of them. Um, you know, just being from Mississippi, sometimes I would talk myself out of, I, well, I'm, I'm good enough to, for, for this standard, but gosh, don't put me in, you know, LA. They'll eat me alive. Um, and, and, you know, I think that a lot of times we live down to the labels that other people place on us rather than really looking at, our own self-esteem and self-worth and what we can do despite despite the labels. Um, and despite any of it. Yeah. yeah. And who so you are. just be who you are. You're a child of God. You're great. You're amazing. Yeah. No be matter, who you are. Yeah. Walk, and walk your best and do the, the next right thing or the, make the next best choice and you will be on your way. We want to make sh- when people get on their way of where they can connect with you. You're online. you got yes. a book coming out. Is Last Chance You, if this is the first time someone's listening uh, to good things that's heard about it, is it still on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Um, first two seasons are the ones filmed in Mississippi. The basketball edition season six i guess you would call it just came out two days ago um you can find me at brittanywagner.com to book for speaking engagement or consulting gig on instagram and twitter i'm i am Brittany underscore ms girl ms for mississippi appreciate you not dropping that in september i I know i need everyone to know i'm from mississippi because i'm proud to be um, a mississippi girl um, my book comes out in September. It's called Next Chance You, and the pre-orders for that will start very soon. So you can check out my social media to get dates and specifics on pre-orders for that book. Well, so, pretty cool. Yeah. I've so enjoyed this. Thank you. There'll Me be too. a part two at some point. 
I'm sure you'll make Absolutely. yourself back this way. We'll catch up some more. Write a second book Next or time you have to know. bring some gloves and we'll put those we'll put everything on Rhino. Oh, and then yes. he will let us just I know he will. And just get after Next it. Next time sort of he's gonna way. talk. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye, Rhino. Let everybody know you're alive. I'm here. It's Friday, y'all. <laughs> it's Friday, y'all. Don't go anywhere. We got more for you up next. You got Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. We'll be back on Monday at two, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.